candy-colored clown they call the Sandman Tiptoes to my room every night Just to sprinkle stardust and to whisper Go to sleep, everything is all right I close my eyes Then I drift away Audio sound, by the way. Sounded great. Yeah. So I'm, I'm using the headset connected to the computer. So for now, keep it that way. If it starts getting wonky, then I may uh, jump over to my phone for the voice channel. So, okay, it's uh, Fall of Delta Green Time, 1963. Got a full group of agents this evening. Uh, we're, we had an abbreviated garbage time off air because there were meta things I want to talk about on air. Um, but of course, we have to do our traditional uh, remind our audience uh, who our players are, who their characters are, and what they're drinking. So we will start with Ty. I'm playing Willie Kane. Willie is a uh, team member on with the CIA and the director of plans. Um, he hasn't liked what he's seen so far. This place is jacked up. He's going to set it straight. <laughs> and uh, I'm drinking. And, and to do that, he's drinking hard ice water. Excellent. Uh, Mark? Yeah, I am playing Greg Lamont. He's a naval intelligence officer in Saigon to observe North Vietnamese activity. <clears throat> um, former member of Delta Green as well, or at least he's got a mission under his belt. Um, uh, I am drinking coffee. Okay. Uh, and Jesse? I am playing Mr. Jack Cooper, who um, is uh, kind of fed up with all this um, Eldritch Horror crap and just wants to Stop, you know, U.S. imperialists and and communists and corrupt governments all at the same time, leaving you know a power void that uh, something can can enter. Nothing right? bad could happen. Nothing, Nothing bad could happen. Then all the good people will take over. So. Exactly. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, <laughs> and I'm drinking um, a rum in Seven Up with bitters. Ooh, pretty Ooh, delicious. Nice. I always say never underestimate the ruthlessness, ruthlessness and organizational power of fundamentally good people. So, um, <laughs> well, they always win. Uh, Jason, what do you? Who are you? And what do you drink? Yeah, who am I? I'm a fundamentally good person, I guess. <laughs> <clears throat> Damn straight. <laughs> that is. That is. 
Not true. Uh, I am playing Lin Song. She is a translator by day, interrogator by night for the Central Intelligence Office of the Republic of Vietnam. Um, yeah, what, what, what Jack said, I'm against that stuff too. So it's nice. weird that we're not getting along better. Right? No, it's yep. not. Um, <laughs> Um, I am having a Negroni tonight. We had spaghetti for dinner, so good man. Gotta have the gotta have the Negroni to go with it. I'm um, hey, handler. Any meal? Um, yeah, most. Not not Thai food. Ah, uh, probably not Chinese food. No. Okay. Uh, and your handler uh is shrinking a gin and tonic tonight. Um, unfortunately, he had to change the recipe. So instead of it mostly being gin with a waft of tonic, unfortunately, it's mostly tonic with a waft mm. of gin. So didn't uh, properly assess the status of the gin bottle. Um, and uh, so. so this could actually be worse than not, not drinking at all. <laughs> the keys of drinking and not having a result. All right. Um, so that's our crew. And let's talk about our game. We're playing Fault of, Del- Fall of Delta Green 1963. Uh, our characters originally were pulled together by Delta Green to investigate the disappearance of a French national who worked as a freelance reporter who apparently was investigating something that would uh, qualify as the unnatural. And as the team investigated that, they have uncovered a series of plot twists and turns. They've gone all the way out to the Cambodian border to Angeon province, chasing a lead and uh, had an encounter with a uh, definitely unnatural entity that was somewhat shaking for several of members of the party. And also the internal political dynamics of uh, South Vietnam in 1963 have become, uh, have become problems for the team to work around and deal with. And there's still an open question whether there actually is a direct tie-in between the unnatural and uh, the pending crisis in leadership uh, with the South Vietnamese government. Kind of where we had left off was uh, the team had finally found the location of the Lonely Mountain. It's actually, I believe, uh, I've already managed to forget the name of it. Aden, is that correct, Jesse? Is that what we... Yes. Probably referred to as Black Virgin Mountain uh, or Black Lady Mountain because of a myth uh, about the mountain and a young woman who perished there uh, because she was denied true love and she was being forced to marry someone that she did not love. There's also a more modern connection. Uh, the team is uh, repeatedly run into connections back to the 1955 Battle of Saigon when the DM regime survived probably the most serious threat to its existence. Uh, 
and it managed to put down the Pohuau Buddhist militia and the Bindian organized crime syndicate in Saigon. Um, but they've now uncovered and learned it's another uh, religious sect in South Vietnam. And they also had a militia, actually a fairly powerful militia, and originally aligned with the Ho Hao and with the Vin Jin until just before the Battle of Saigon when they suddenly changed sides and their most charismatic general, General K, led his hand-picked splinter militia uh, into Saigon and helped win the Battle of Saigon. Tragically, he died uh, at the end of the battle under suspicious circumstances. Um, but he originally and his militia originally were uh, based on uh, Black Virgin Mountain. So that, along with some other things, have, have led the team to believe that that is a, a point of interest worth exploring. Um, other background, just again, for someone who's not listed all the episodes and or to help the, reset the player's mind. Um, the team is confident that uh, there is a supernatural entity called Jin. Uh, the traditional South Vietnamese interpretation or Vietnamese interpretation just would be spirits. But uh, the team and Delta Green actually believe that it is um, something more sinister than spirits, and that it oftentimes will um, infest or coalesce into certain objects. Uh, for some reason, it has an affinity to jade in particular. Um, and so the team has become aware of a myth of the heart of the black dragon. Uh, the heart of the, the black dragon was this great, terrible beast from Vietnamese mythology. It was defeated by a great hero, uh, and uh, it couldn't truly be destroyed, but its heart was shattered into three pieces, and the three pieces were secreted throughout Vietnam. And now it appears that potentially someone, some entity, is trying to gather the three pieces. Uh, and if they do, there's some suspicion that that will create some kind of eldritch super weapon uh, that somebody could use, which Delta Green would generally be against. Um, so that's kind of a high level background of, of where we've gone so far in the game. A uh, couple meta things, and I'm gonna discuss them with the players now. I kind of alerted them before. Number one, way back last year when I was actually, you know, thinking of this adventure and like how it would end, in my mind, it was going to end at Black Virgin Mountain. Not that I had like schemed out a big boss fight and statted a bunch of things, but just in my mind, the story was going to take us to Black Virgin Mountain and that's where the, the finale would be. We ended up taking a break from the game for a little while because of scheduling issues. When it came back, I started thinking and, and I thought of an ending more closely tied to the actual coup against the VM family in uh, you know, November 1st, 1963. Um, so I kind of left it up in the air now with the players where this thing might end. Um, and I not, did not mean to suggest to the players that if you go to the mountain, the game definitely ends you know, at the mountain. 
however long it takes us to play through that. But I'm giving the players some opp opportunity to kind of, if they want to tell me, um, sure, you know, I'm ready to end this, so feel free to, to go all out. Or if you're more interested in getting this closer to the political finale in South Vietnam, which is days away, um, I could do that. Although I will say this, if you go to the mountains, uh, I'm not making any promises that everybody's coming back from the mountains. Um, I, I definitely want to put out there that potentially depending on what you do, what decisions you make, you could definitely find yourself um, in much greater peril than you've been at any point during the adventure. And that's just meta information for the players too. When Lynn gets the the eldritch weapon and kills the whole party, you mean? Um, I'm just saying that you're. Uh, Sorry, I should have messaged that to you privately, Rex. Yeah, right. Um, you know, the, this is the this is the big boy table, you know, uh, in the casino at the mountain. So uh, high rollers and potential high consequences. So just. If you guys want to finish it out and would ideally like to kind of be involved in events directly related to the DM coup, that'll probably change a few things I do, but it doesn't necessarily prevent you from making the wrong choice and putting yourself in a situation where now you're in a truly life and death situation. I thought maybe we'd have a few minutes of player talk before we got into character play, just to see what people's thoughts were. And, uh, and I think from an investigative perspective, we wanted to go to the mountain. So I think that makes sense, even as players knowing that there's a lot of danger there. Yep. I'm fine um, either way with, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, be mad about seeing the coup play out, but I also wouldn't mind with it ending on the on the mountain. Jesse, you started to say something. I said, "Yeah, let's go to the mountain and see what happens. If it ends there, well, so be it." Mark, um, yeah, I think last time uh, Greg was. Uh, leaning towards investigating that direction. I think we still we can still okay. go that way. Okay. Ty? Yep. Mountain. Okay. <laughs> so, we're, so we're definitely going to mountain. And, and I will say that um, while I'm in love with the idea of thinking this so that like, you know, your dramatic finale as a team is right there with you know the night, you know the coup and how that plays out. I'm not entirely sure that I have the chops to pull that off. So like that may be one of those. Wouldn't it be cool if? And and maybe I should just stick with my original thought and let this be a game about the supernatural. Um, it, we've had this really cool backdrop. You know I've enjoyed doing a lot of the backdrop. You guys seem to have enjoyed playing in it. So uh, okay. So we'll we're just gonna. We're definitely going to play to find out what happens, but I definitely have some guidance from 
from Yelm. Now, going to the mountain implies all kinds of, you know, there could be all kinds of different approaches to going to the mountain. So, um, you know, I had suggested earlier, you know, that you don't have to go just as the four of you, um, the way you guys went out to Anjiang, you know, you know that the mountain is occupied by a some type of militia force that that does not appear to appears to be independent of the Arvin and independent of the Viet Cong. Um, I, I told the players in chat earlier today the characters um, based on their debrief with Ty's uh, Ty's bond. Um, they get a strong sense that that whoever's up there now has some connection to the cow die or some remnant of the cow die militia that supported Tay in the past. Um, so that potentially gives you some avenues to approach it. But if you guys want to like get help to go with you, that's certainly a way to approach it. Um, might be a little bit early in the war for an arc light strike on the mountain, um, you know, but. You know, I mean, you, you, you could potentially use bureaucracy if you couldn't direct some substantial force against the mountain to soften it up. Or you can sneak around like Ty suggested. So, uh, so I definitely think this is one for the players to take a little bit of time and, and spitball and either ask me questions about options or talk through you know, how you want to approach it um, before we suddenly just say, you're at the mountain, roll initiative. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't read my script like that, should I? Sorry. Uh, quick a question. I'm, you... Go ahead. I'm, I'm, one thing I'm confused about, uh, so the cow die, mm -hmm. uh, I understood that to be a religion. Yeah. A religious, religious organization, right? Yes. So what, why do they, ha why have they had a militia? Does everybody just have a militia? Is that just the way it kind of goes in Vietnam? Um, so, because yes, Lucas was commanded commanded them at one point, and I was like, "Well, wait a minute! I thought they were like a church or something." Right. Um, it started as a religious movement, and um, I, I think probably the meaningful armed side of it came with the Japanese occupation of Indochina. Um, I think at that point in time, um, the Japanese attitude towards uh, native populations was such that it provoked a pretty strong reaction. And the French and the OSS and whoever else basically encouraged whatever group they could, hey, you know what? You shouldn't take this shit off the Japanese. You could, you could shoot them and you could blow up their trains and stuff. And that'd be that would help you out a lot and maybe help us as well. Um, so I think that's really, I, I think the count I had a militia prior to uh, World War II, but I think it was really World War II where they kind of took off. And then once um, once that genie's out of the bottle, it's hard to put it back in. Uh, and then the French basically needed the boots on the ground. So they, uh, ended up deciding it would be better to have the cow die and the ha ho or ho Hao help them kill communists than it would be to try to suppress them. Um, 
so yes, it was a religious group first, but then as that religious group um, shockingly uh, became enamored of earthly power, uh, at some point they decided it'd be nice to have some guys with guns to make sure that everyone knew God's will. So, Under uh, what auspice was Lucas commanding a troop of them like was he hey i'm in the cia and i'm helping you guys or was this was this more of a delta green side of thing um now my know? my wife's in here trying to make it difficult for me to answer those questions <laughs> all right i love you too all right um so to say that Lucas commanded them would probably be an exaggeration, but um, the connection, Lucas worked for a guy named Ed Lansdale, who was the guru of, of counterinsurgency, op counterinsurgency operations. His big came to, claim to fame was helping defeat the communist insurgency in the Philippines. And then, you know, classic American, well, if he, if he could win there, let's send the Vietnam, see what he could do there. Mm -hmm. um, so he was out there with Conan, um, in the 50s, uh, when the Geneva Accords took place and effectively the partition of North and South Vietnam. So he was an advisor to DM um, and trying to come up with strategies. And uh, he and Conan, uh, I think the players, the characters can safely deduce based on the information they've got, basically paid the cow die off to switch signs. Um, and um, so they switched sides, came over, helped to save the DM regime. Uh, in theory, the Cao Dai were then absorbed into the Vietnamese army, although there was some, some grumbling that, that the way that worked out wasn't exactly the way they envisioned it. I think they envisioned that the whole cow die units would just basically put on a different uniform and still exist. There was more of a situation where they were basically broken up and the individuals absorbed into the Arvin in general. Um, so the, the big connection there was not which that he led them, but uh, he and Lansdale coaxed them over to become DM supporters. Uh, again, arguably, rumor has it that there might have been three or four million US dollars involved and rumors who believes that kind of stuff. So was that helpful time or do you still feel like muddy water? Uh, no, that's good. Thank you. Um, other questions? You know, about how you're going to get to the mountain, what you're going to do when you get there, where do you want to go first? I guess to kind of kind of see what's up there, what to investigate, right? Okay. Yeah, I was sure. thinking more about seeing what's there before we ask for help because. Okay. Like like reconning a little bit. You yeah. Know? Like an actual reconnaissance uh, yeah. before committing. Crazy yeah. talk. All right. That is crazy yeah, talk. <laughs> All right. Uh, so in y'all's mind, like, just go up, kind of poke around, ask some questions, or. Like actual, like you know, fly over the mountain in an aircraft and see what's going on. Or no, I think I was thinking in person, like sneaking it out. I mean, we'll we'll bring explosives too, but you know, <laughs> we we'll just we'll we'll look and 
I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we'll be able to get enough from a flyby, right? Like just by passing over in a plane. Uh, I guess on the way in, maybe we can fly over and take a look and see what's there. Take some pictures if if we can get a you know, right? Plane or a helicopter with that equipped on it. But then I mean, we'll look around on our own, eyes and ears and stuff. Let's do it like we did at the other pagoda. Okay. Yeah. It'll be fun. So there are some places of interest that potentially you could you could visit. Uh, I think I threw some pictures up in the mm-hmm. chat last time. Um, so I gave you a picture of the. Uh, oh, oh no! It's it's in the it's in the Google Doc, isn't it? Yep. Which I don't have open because I the Baden Pagoda and yep. the Kaudai Temple. Yep. Certainly, both places that y'all could. Visit. Uh, I think the Kaudai Temple is probably of most interest to us at this point. Mm-hmm. And Lynn, you actually met with one of your network contacts last session. Yes. Uh, and I apologize, but I still not actually produced the audio on that um, just because I'm terrible. Uh, so why don't you tell me your recollection of what you got out of that conversation, and then I'll see if I feel like adding anything else to your recollection. Uh, actually, that was two sessions ago. Was it two sessions ago? It was. Oh, it was two sessions ago. Last was oh. Greg's. Um, that is right. Yeah, so I met with my network contact, Ho Tron Hai. Um, yeah, at the end of the the uprising, the Kaudai were mostly incorporated into the regular army. Um, it doesn't seem like they've been active much lately outside of that. Um, and it seemed like there was a lot of U.S. pressure on them to join the regime. Mm-hmm. Um, I have written here, Monument to Humility, which rings a bell. Uh, and then from there, we kind of talked about uh, Leader Tay. Yep. That's right. Yeah, so... Just again, as a as a feel, um, probably the right way to say this without offending anyone. Um, so, for people who are not Kaudaius, um, a a common perception of the Kaudai would be somewhere between. The Mormon Church and Scientology, mm-hmm. kind of a kind of a mix. Um, their their Kaudai Temple in Tainan Province is is beautiful on this elaborate campus, extremely ornate. Um, there, there very much is a aura of you know we are blessed, and look how we're we know we're blessed. Look at how materially successful we are, and how fulfilling. Our church is um, so uh, outsiders definitely have that kind of 
snarky, judgmental view of Chaldaism. Uh, so it's quite likely if Jack Cooper was ever going to be snarky or or uh, judgmental of someone else's religious belief, it might be Chaldaism that would bring that of him. Um, mm. like I suspect there are a lot of Buddhists that kind of like, um, and then obviously uh, Lynn as yeah. a devout Catholic. This is the wrong kind of pagan idolatry, not <laughs> not not approved pagan idolatry. Right. Make your handler Southern Baptist roots creep into the game. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's that's y'all's sense of Chaldea's religion. Again, in fact, the last leader, formal leader of the Chaldea, was referred to as the Pope, and he actually had a papal guard that uh, DM's regime eventually disarmed uh, shortly after the Battle of Saigon. So that's certainly a place you could poke around. There is the temple up on the mountain, which could be an interesting place to go. Uh, Lucas, if y'all remember, um, divulged that his his injuries came out of an operation at the mountain where they actually found uh, an area where there was a, for lack of a term, a deposit uh, where the this you know Jin, uh power was coalescing and they had a terrible encounter a lot of people died he got severely wounded they managed just managed to get out and they basically you know dynamited or heavy explosive basically caved in uh that area and, and ever since then lucas has kind of kept an eye on the mountain and in fact he admitted that some of the cia's reports on the mountain, he kind of sanitized them to make them as bland and uninteresting as possible to really kind of downplay this, who's in control of the mountain, what's going on, because he was basically trying to get the mountain off people's radar uh, to the best of his ability, because while they took care of the immediate problem, it definitely was a temporary solution. Um, it, you know, he can't in any way say that they destroyed what was there. They just basically made it inaccessible to anyone and hopefully inaccessible to no one could go interact with it. And hopefully it did not have power enough to get out of it's being buried uh, in a cavern inside the mountain. So, uh, so uh, if it's just going to be the four of y'all, um, you know, the last time you went on a field trip, y'all decided that handguns were sufficient. Um, um, <laughs> is that still your working proposition at this point in time, or do you want to revisit that? I don't know. I think we might need something a little more. <laughs> Jack's like, I like something with a little more. What do you need range. other than a bayonet? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to borrow one of those big giant M14 uh, rifles from the Marine? Yes. <laughs> no hesitation. All right. I would, I would like one of those. All right. Uh, and uh, Lynn? Old M14. Uh, <laughs> I guess technically it's not really the old M14 at this point in time. It's, uh, <laughs> 
it was a that was a post Korea weapon, correct? I believe so. It was I I feel like it was like a mid fifties, and then you know the Marines was, gave up it was on it. Certainly more reliable than the brand new M sixteen. <laughs> right. Right. Um. Uh, so Lynn, I guess the first question is: Are you going to try to maintain Lynn's suave, cool? Uh, threats for success as opposed to threats for hiking <laughs> through the jungle? Or she actually... Well, I mean, I, I, I think we glossed over last time, but she was dressed appropriately. Okay. She just wasn't happy about it. Okay. And um, weapons? Yeah. I mean, I don't see Lynn toting a machine gun. Um, maybe she carries like a shotgun along with her pistol. Okay, but she's not she's not carrying like a you know carbine or anything. Okay. Uh, hi. What's Willie gonna take to the party? Yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's just a case officer. He's he's taking a pistol. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, and uh, Jack definitely and looks he... looks at you a little bit askance. Uh, Jack, any firearms? Uh, Jack is gonna grab. Um... A spear. <laughs> wow, nice. Cool. A spear. Cool. Let's see. I, I do still want to say this is not my Fall of Delta Green game based on Heart of Darkness. So, just, you know, I'm going to roll with you on spear, but I, it's not. I just have to make sure it's one of the weapons in Vovinam. Yeah, spear and, and a sword. Wow, okay. It's going all out. Nice. Uh, and let's see. I'll look at one other thing. What's weird is explosive is not really a separate thing. I guess it probably falls under heavy weapons. Oh, it's under demolition. That's where it is. Wow, you guys suck at demolitions, by the way. Um, what do we need to demolish anything? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I was my yeah. thinking. Yep. Uh, we, built, we built our characters appropriately. Yeah, maybe uh, Delta also, Green you, got a you call in. take care of it all in a few years. Yeah. <laughs> Juan Carlos could make a guest appearance with some explosives. So. That's right. Okay. Um, so h- how do y'all want to approach getting up there? Um do you want to try to be covert in how you do it? You know, take some type of land vehicle, you know, truck or something, um, or do you want? And again, really, don't worry about like what it's going to cost you per se. I, you know, I'm comfortable that you guys have got enough piece that you could tag along on a her- helicopter or a, you know, short hop uh, flight. Um, so it's really kind of how you want to approach. The situation? Do you want to be made in a military asset? Do you want to kind of approach more covertly? 
I think covert might be the way to do it. Okay. Yeah. So, Greg, are you going to not have any United States Navy insignia? Are you going to kind of have more yeah. of us? Yeah, just a neutral. Like, I mean, there are plenty. Right. Yeah. There's there there are plenty of people, you know, foreign nationals that work in Vietnam, work out in the field, you know, whether they're aid workers or you know, international observers or whatever it might be that, you know, people aren't out there in business suits. They, they're out in clothing that would actually kind of work to be out in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you can like that. that way. And Thai, I seem kind of similar, you know, nondescript you know, field work versus something that looks like you're in a military unit. Uh, yeah, that'd be fair. Yeah, and get us close enough that we could maybe proceed on on the ground. Okay. And Jack, I assume you've got some um, probably pretty close to um, local garb. Would that be a fair statement? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and, and Lynn, and, uh, it's it's not a spear. It's a it's a staff that I have modified so that I can attach my bayonet at the end. Nice, fantastic. Um, and Lynn, I see him also. Probably you would look like you would dress as if someone that maybe actually worked in the the rice paddies. You know, yeah, like I think she's going like the kind of stereotypical like black pajamas which isn't okay. the uniform of the NBA right like that's just what people wore so she's kind of wearing that right wearing that garb. maybe she's maybe she's worn that in the past maybe put people at ease before she asked them a few questions so yeah. okay um do y'all want to go in some type of civilian vehicle or do you want to go in uh, you know Arvin or U.S. Army, you know, truck or someone has to have a Land Rover. I bet the CIA has plenty of Land Rovers. I was gonna say, I bet the U.S. has a couple. Yep. Yeah, let's use one of those. Really, you uh, gonna grab? If you don't spend that budget, they're gonna take it from you next year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna get. Excellent. All right. Um, and is there anything that any of the characters want to do with any of their contacts or any of their individual stuff before uh, you head up there to uh, Baden to the mountain? I'm ready to roll. Uh, Lynn checks in at work and just says she's going to be away for couple days again um and i think she just she has like a knowing glance before she leaves in the morning with her grandmother mm-hmm. okay um maybe she leaves a note like in her grandma's room just in case she kicks it okay anybody else
Nope. Good to go. Yeah. All right. Uh, make a note. So, uh, uneventful, you know, drive up, um, you know, again, I assume that you probably, between Willie and Greg, have enough juice to have some paperwork. Uh, so, at the various Arvin checkpoints you hit on the road up, uh, you don't really have any problems. Um, and so, you get up into Tainan province, and really, the question is, where are you guys planning on going first? Mm. I've always uh, been thinking on, about on the, the caves. Way. Willie yeah, wants to show uh, show Lucas that he's 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 not a wimp. <laughs> Could be better than you, old man. But Willie wants to go directly to the mountain. How does everybody else feel about that? Uh, I was team cow die. You want yeah. to go to the Kaudai Temple first? Yeah, yeah. Um, which which is was that? That's on the way. Is that at the base of the mountain? Is that on the it's side of the mountain? Pretty, it's. Pr I don't know exactly the distance. I'm fairly certain you would clearly see the mountain from the temple. Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't. I could never find an image of the temple that that actually had the back mountain in the background. But I'm fairly comfortable that it is. It's in the same. Province slash district um, mountain adjacent. Yeah, so it's not going to substantially. There's not a substantial travel time between the um, temple and the mountain. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't mind. I can I can go along with that. Pull your jets, Mister Kane. We're still looking for the reporter. <laughs> oh, yes, the reporter. <laughs> like we he's never... alive. <laughs> right. In some ways, for y'all, is this temple is so ornate um, that it's, it, it's almost got kind of a tourist attraction side to it. Like a lot of people come just because they're curious and they've heard the stories and they want to see it. Um, so it's not unusual to have people show up. But um, again, I think Lynn and uh, Jack would know that um, the Kaudai very much have the, um, we're persecuted. And so we're always kind of on guard to make sure that people aren't here to harm us and or make sure that people aren't here to mock us or question what we do. Um, so, and again, it's kind of a complex when you arrive. So that's the, I'm going to look in the Google Doc and see which image I gave you and whether I've got a better one to give you. Um, probably. That's the main temple, but the, the thing to remember is there's that main temple or main church um, but there are also other buildings around it and it definitely is on a complex so but there's actually a place to park 
And there's, you know, some people around. There's not a large number of people around. Um, probably get my 1963 calendar up real quick. Um, so do y'all want to take a moment and talk about how you're going to approach this? You can assume that probably upon entering the main building, you're going to uh, have some encounter with somebody. So do you want to have like a cover story on how you're going to, you know, like why you're there, what you're looking for? Do you have any particular reason to be there? So on and so forth. Hmm. Yeah, we should probably. What can gonna... we do that fits in with the weapons we're carrying? Weapons and anonymous uh, jungle clothes. I, I will hand wave. And say that you've got enough room in the range forever that you know you can you can have you know city clothes and then you can have your boonies clothes that you change into oh. when you're ready to to climb a mountain. So okay, okay. Um, but you do need you do need to decide whether you want to sling an M14 and walk into the the church with that. That would be yeah. a good decision to make. Maybe maybe that maybe that's overkill. I like to have it in the car. That's at least it's with us, but. Uh... Maybe when we get going, time to go actually in places, I'll just take my sidearm. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the right way to do it. Okay. And what are y'all going to? What's your and all are all four going in just as one group, or are you going to like kind of split up? Um, and if you're challenged, good. what are you going to tell people? I mean, not to be too on the nose, but is Blanchett just our cover? Like we're looking for the search party, the, the, the Frenchman, and and Lynn's our uh, our local guide. Mm -hmm. I'm your translator. Yeah, oh, I like works. that. Is that your final answer? <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm uh, see, I always worry that you feel like I'm judging the uh, <laughs> the decision. Well, you did I'm ask us if we wanted to use network and stuff to create a cover story, and we said no, and then we didn't have a cover story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How you guys want to approach water. this? Sure. I think let's There's just always... try to avoid people. <laughs> right. That's kind of when I when I said we were sneaking, I thought we were actually sneaking. Well, uh, okay. I mean, if you guys want, if, like, if it's like super inhabited, then you know, and if it's you know tourists allowed, then yeah, maybe planchettes are cover. We're you know, we're not going to go knock on the administrator's door. You guys want to wait till... We don't want to talk to LRH. We're just here kind of looking around. Right. <laughs> you oh, God. Now I want to drop you in the game. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
He's almost certainly going to appear in one of my games. Uh, <laughs> he has to. Yeah. Sea Patrol, baby. Um, so, uh, just totally put me on tilt, Jason. Sorry. Uh, I'm into this stuff like you're into this stuff. So Yeah, so Let's if you uh, want to wait till nightfall and, like, you know, do a, a successful Watergate burglary to get in there and, and find out what's going on, if anything, you can you can do that. I, I don't want to discourage that. I just kind of assumed that you guys were going potentially going to try to talk to people and things of that nature. So don't let my assumption about what you were doing drive what you guys want to do. Yeah, what if we scout it at night first? Let's kind of see, you know, if they're mm-hmm. like reading from weird books and stuff at night. Okay. Is that what everybody wants to do? Just peek over yeah. their shoulders, see what they're reading. <laughs> if they're pulling hearts out of chests and things. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that would be a definite, uh, definite red flag. <laughs> we are looking for heart pieces, tangentially. Download an image real quick because it might be important. We'll see if I can try. Um, okay, so I'm gonna. And as far as date, I'm gonna say that it's uh, a Monday night, October 28, 1963. Between the time you got done talking to people and getting your information and getting your act together and getting up there, I think I think it's said October 26th. The last time we we actually mentioned the date, but I think we've had enough time to get us to the 28th. Uh, okay, so you're in the general vicinity of the complex of the Kaodai Temple. It's nightfall now. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the temple is, you know, the, the gate to the complex that, that temple building is in is closed. There's a, the um, complex is surrounded by a low wall, um, very much ceremonial as opposed to an actual meaningful impediment. Like it's probably six feet high and there's no barbed wire on the top or anything of that nature. So you, you don't perceive that that is gonna be any meaningful obstacle to you gaining entry, other than obviously you can't drive into the complex. Um, uh, and your general sense, again, just your knowledge from the past and for those of you who've been in Vietnam for a while is, you know, the, the complex is, was built on a fairly open, flat uh, land. So it's not like there's lots of trees and dense jungle or anything of that nature. It wasn't carved out of the jungle. It was very much carved out of rice paddy land. Um, So there's not gonna be a ton of cover between the wall and and any of the buildings, but there also are not lots of lights. Like this doesn't look like a place that they have meaningful concerns about securing it. You know, it's not a military base or a fortress or a you know, bank or anything. So you're not too worried about your ability to get over the wall. Um, there's not gonna be a lot of cover to move from as you approach the main building. Um, but again, they're not a lot of light. So who's doing what? I think we're all just sneaking as well as we can, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm trying to stay out of sight. Uh, there any... Who's going to be our sneaky person? Oh, yeah, someone okay. with some actual points in stealth might be. Yeah, right. that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Good I'm, I'm looking at Greg Lamont at four of four. I got four. That's and uh, not stealthy. Lynn's one of two, and Willie's five of six. So. <laughs> All right, Willie, you're the man. <laughs> Hopefully. You're the point man. <laughs> yep. I will say that, you know, as I look at this, it's really too bad that Matt didn't join the game because his character is the character you want for this operation. Um, he, he's your guy that would have gone in and blown oh, up the like mountain. The Marine, right? Yeah. Navy SEAL. So. Navy SEAL. There you go. Okay. Uh, so, Willie, this doesn't look like it's going to be terribly hard, you know, but I wouldn't say it's easy. So it's probably like a standard difficulty stealth roll. Okay. Like if you were to gauge it on a scale of one to six, what would you put it at, Rex? <laughs> just, just for the listener. Three, three point five, <laughs> four maybe, nice. something like that. If I were to actually try to break things down into a numerical mm-hmm. thing, so that people could calculate calculate hard percentages. It takes the fun out of it, though, right? Oh, Willie! Willie. Wow. And he managed to roll a one. <laughs> clink, clink, <sighs> clink. Knocked over milk bottles or something. Yeah. <laughs> Knocked over everything. <laughs> Iron boots, man. Um. So, Willie, uh, I'm just going to be all about the PBTA right now. Tell me what, how you were not completely successful in sneaking towards this building. What 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 has Willie Kane seen or heard that led him to believe that maybe maybe their presence has been detected? Uh yeah, you know, he he actually starts off pretty well and he's kind of sticking to the dark areas outside, but there's enough ground light that uh from time to time he has to kind of risk uh kind of Kind of sneaking into a brighter area, and he he's kind of making as, and because of that, he's he's kind of making as a, uh, I'll say a pedestrian, as much mm-hmm. as he can. Although you know maybe his skin gives him away to some degree, and at some point a a truck uh, comes up like a delivery truck of some sort, and uh, catches catches Willie in the uh, in his headlights, and Willie kind of nonchalantly uh covers his face a little bit as if scratching his eyebrow and uh <laughs> turns back to the group and that uh yeah uh that didn't didn't quite go <laughs> as i planned right um and what do you think this truck does do you think they just go on with their delivery or uh yeah i mean they're, they're kind of I, I, they're kind of let in through the main you know road entrance into the compound. Okay. Uh, so yeah, in my mind, the, the truck's coming in and, and like they, they take a turn to get around to the quote-unquote delivery area of this really ornate temple. And that's when the, the headlights just sweep across and catch you 
pet you directly and kind of catch the, the rest of the team because they were creeping behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can definitely tell like they, they, they stop for a second and then you're trying to do your nonchalant thing and they drive slowly on towards and you see them stop the truck at a place that looks like maybe you would actually deliver things. Um, and now you notice there's some other people and there appears to be some kind of, you can more hear than see. Um, mm-hmm. You hear some kind of conversation going on over where the truck stopped. Um, you could speculate that it's about your unexpected presence. Maybe it's not. So what are you and the rest of the team going to do? Let's press on. Yeah. They know we're here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, might as well. Okay. Uh, and what exactly does press on mean at this point? Like, uh, you know, I think we were just going to walk around, right, and see what was going on. Act like nothing. We're mm-hmm. not doing yeah. anything wrong. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So, so Ooh. you're out of like commando, sneaky crawl, you know, find a shadow to hide in, and now you're just going to kind of start walking like, oh, you're closed? Oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't see the hours of operation. Exactly. Uh, is that is that everybody's decision on how y'all can play it? Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, that's fine. Don't know sure. that we have a choice at this point. <laughs> I could sneak yeah. again. I've got one point left. No, I got three points left. <laughs> you got no, three points left. Yeah, Quick we're gonna around. pass on that. Yep. Uh, okay. So in short order, you see a few lights come on. Uh, the the temple was there were a few external lights, and you could see a few places interior lights on but now you see some ground floor type lights come on and then someone comes out of like a you know a main entrance and starts approaching you and they appear to be um you know like they address you in a very you know warm and welcoming ah yes what brings you to the most beautiful the most magnificent uh, the most humble abode of of Kaudai. Uh, we normally don't have visitors at this time of of the evening. What can I do for you? And again, you know, like very polite, very warm, smiling. You'll notice there's a few people farther back in the shadows that you can't really make out. Um, but this person has come up to engage you, Vietnamese. Um, and actually, once they realize, they get close enough to realize uh, that you're foreigners, or at least three of you are foreigners, um, they actually are speaking in English to you. Pretty good English. I was going to say Lynn would take point, but if, if they're going to maybe kind of be deferential to the Americans, then maybe Lynn kind of falls back a little bit. Mm-hmm. You get, um, and it's uh, this is actually a female. It's a little surprising, um, but um, again, you know, almost perfect English, and um, he's definitely talking. She seems focused on the foreigners, mm-hmm. uh, and again, she's talking English. But you definitely got the sense that she she picked up that you're there. Yep. She noticed yep. that. Um, so. 
And at this point, again, she just seems to be very warm, you know, welcoming, but, you know, a little surprised to see you here. So is there something we can help you with? Looking back and forth between Willie and Greg and Jack. Uh, Who has the yeah, fast yeah, talk? We're, we're we're trying to uh, to stop Zen. Did you say stop Zen? Yeah. No, we're we're here to we're here to manifest Zen. No, no, we're we're here to stop Zen. <laughs> we hear it's uh it's some bad juju and uh we really need to stop it. Uh, that's what you're going with. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um. <laughs> and we're all garroted. Um, <laughs> so this is like maybe a moment's pause before she turns to you. Ah, uh, I would not expect someone from the United States to be so enamored of the simple folktale of an earlier time in Vietnam, we in the Cao Dai understand that those are just stories that were made up to keep simple people in fear and keep them oppressed. Um, now we understand that there is just one true God and everything's a manifestation of the true God. The Zen aren't a thing to fear because they're not a thing that God will allow you to be harmed by. So if, if that is your concern, please come in. I can, I can bring one of our elders who can explain it more clearly than I can, but such a strange thing to be worried about. Well, certainly... I, my, my, I, you know, my wife has told our children these, these stories for so long, and I promised my children I would protect them. Uh, so. When I uh, when I heard we would be visiting here and uh, I I they made me promise that I would I would right. stop Zen if I could. She's now kind well, of shaking shaking her head a little side to side with a like kind of a cuss cuss. Ah uh, yes, I too as a child was kept in the dark, kept ignorant by these these same folk tales that have kept us down as a people, but. As a young woman, I found the understanding of Kaudai, and my eyes have been opened, and now the world is clear to me. And the joy of Kaudai and the joy of a unified faith, it awaits all. So please, uh, I, I would like you to come in. I think that we can put your mind at ease in regards to this. So what's Lynn doing? Lynn tucks her crucifix into her shirt. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> Yeah. Um it says yes. Uh to, does your one true god have a name? The you know, in the city we hear such crude stories of the cow die and the the mockery. Uh we're here um, for other reasons, but to learn more about your way of life. Mm. Does Wikipedia believe that Kaudai has stopped? I don't know. I didn't look. 
I'm just hoping it's something we can pronounce. Hmm. I don't know that there's a, a specific uh, different name than God. Um, so there's not a lot of weird consonants and TH sounds put together? No. Um, it, it is... Let me... I have Wikipedia to count yeah. so much that. Right. Um, so here we go. Kao Dai Tian Ong Dai Bo Tat Mahat Tat. That's pretty title. good. Yeah. Wow. But you could probably just go with Kao Dai. The ancient sage and great Bodhisattva Masatav. Bodhisattva. Yeah. Bodhisattva. 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 Also known as a, it's a Buddhist term for someone who has reached enlightenment and has chosen to be reborn, even though they could become one with the universe. Right. And for our listeners at home who've not Wikipedia this yet, mm -hmm. um, so Kaudaism, and this is a complete coincidence because we only believe in coincidences in Fall of Delta Green. Um, that once again, I've stumbled into a syncretic, syncretic religion. Uh, so Kaudaism basically wanted to, to take and, and takes the position that uh, Confucianism, Buddhism, Taoism, all are pieces of the correct path. They're just not the entirety. The Kaudaism has brought all the pieces together and tied them together um, and, and has taken those old thoughts and, and brought them in line with you know, important religious figures like Madame Blavatsky and Victor Hugo, clearly other important prophets, um, to reach a modern understanding of God. Uh, so they very much take a – anybody who's ever been religiously significant in history, I, I'm very comfortable with Kaudaism, can explain to you why they're actually part of the Kaudai movement. That makes sense. They're, they're all prophets. All these people are prophets. They all speak truth. They just didn't speak the whole truth. Only Kaudaism can give you the complete truth. So – we're not telling you that what you learned as a child is wrong. It's just was incomplete. And we are going to give you completion. So give us money. Well, yeah, there are some expenses. No, not that. Not that. Just associated with completionism. I mean, it's not free. So <laughs> there are levels. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so uh, you can definitely tell that she's good at her job, if you perceive that her job is to present Kaudaism in the, in the most appealing fashion possible. And again, she's, she's beckoning you to, to come into the temple and she'll see if she can find someone who, with, with greater understanding that can answer any questions that she uh, uh, really is just a humble greeter here at the temple would not be able to answer. You guys gonna accept that invitation? Yep. Lynn's mm -hmm. interested. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I'll take it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so uh, you guys get escorted in. Uh, as you go in through the door, you'll notice kind of flanking the door that the people you couldn't make out before, these are two male Vietnamese. Um, and really, all four of you have enough experience to just get the read that these guys are muscle. Mm -hmm. You don't see any obvious weapons, um, but just their demeanor, the way they're looking at you, the way they position themselves, um, you very much get the sense that these guys have probably had training, probably have served, maybe even if you get close enough you know, and, and get a look at their face. You know, they've just got that hardened veteran look about them. Mm -hmm. um, but they don't say anything to you. They don't do anything as you guys make your way in. Um, inside, this place is beautiful. I mean, just, uh, and now I'm going to see if I can get some, grab you another image. Go over here. Pick them out a little folder. Did we get her name? You did not get her name. Mm -hmm. Second me. Nope. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I thought I had grabbed some interior pictures of the temple, but I have not. Uh, but you guys are very impressed. I mean, this ornate is really the only term I can use to describe it. There's lots of, uh, um, you know, lots of gold accents and, and trim on various things. There's, um, there are, you know, like tapestries that are beautiful to look at. There are um, statues that are beautiful to look at. Um, there's a there's an area at the front that very much looks like some type of altar flash place, altar pulpit kind of combination. Um, you know, very ornate. So the place is just amazing to look at. Um, and kind of brings you into an area and says, I, I will be back shortly. And he departs and, and kind of goes back, back past that really ornate altar area. Um, and, and then you realize there's like a little side door, you know, that, that goes off. You, know, you would assume if you were in a service, that would be the door that whoever was leading the service might walk through at the beginning of the service. Mm -hmm. You guys going to do anything while you're you've kind of been left alone for a moment? Those, those guys that you've noticed as heavies didn't follow you in, but you know the door's still open and you get the sense they're right outside the door. I'm not going to look at any paintings on the wall. I was going to say, I want to look at the decor. Lynn, okay. Lynn's looking around. Yeah. All right, nice. Uh, Rex, I got, I got to duck out now. So is, so is Jack. Okay. Jack's looking around too. Yeah, sorry right. about this. This is about uh, to get interesting. So, uh, okay, well, if we, if we kill yeah, everyone tonight, we'll make sure your death is glorious. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. All right, boys. All right. Enjoy. Talk okay, to you guys later. Good one. Uh, all right. So let me get you something to look at. Uh, um... Oh, you cheaters. Uh, yeah. Who put that picture up in, uh, in the Google, Google Doc? I did. 
Oh. Yeah, son of a bitch. It's the eye of God, man. Yeah, it is the eye of God. We, we've been it's talking about Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. There's a better eye of God for you to look at. Nice. And everybody can take a stability test as you look at the eye of God. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it. Oh, I'm five out of ten. I gotta get back over to. I rolled an eight. Boom. And I'm right Lynn. behind you with a seven. Boom. <laughs> Is Willie still with us? I am. Are you rolling stability for looking at the eye of God? Yeah. Or are you? Oh, his hands, his hands still shaking. I don't know that I said I was looking at it, but yeah, sure. Hard to miss. Can't miss it. It is hard to miss. Nice. There you go. Wow, we all all rolled sixes. How about mm-hmm. nine? Um, we need to spend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, that sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Put, put a pin in that. And now I want to talk to Ty about how Call of Cthulhu would have handled that situation. But um, so each of you get the sense, like you could swear for just a moment as you were kind of walking around, that that eye moved and tracked you. Mm-hmm. And you just had a slightly uneasy feeling, um, but it passed. So, anyone want to do anything about that? Or just tuck that away? I'm going to touch it. Uh, me too. I'm going to watch him touch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, you tell me what happens when you touch it. Um, I get like a shock of static electricity and then it just feels cold, but like way colder than it should. Like okay. it's like it feels like it's actively drawing heat from my hand and I sort of pull my hand away with a concerned look. Huh? Lynn? Are you touching it as well? I am not touching it. Okay. Jack, you going to share what the sensation of touching that? Um, yes. <clears throat> it was like so you, touching Lynn's heart. It was ice cold. Great. <laughs> it seemed to suck so, the heat out of me. Uh, so um, Lynn and Willie... Jack Cooper turns and starts talking to you, um, but he's not talking in English or Vietnamese. Um, Willie, you don't know what language he's talking to you in. Lynn, you know enough to get a sense that you think this is Korean? Um, I guess Lynn just watches. Yeah. Like, is this is this a joke? Uh, you get the sense 
like you're looking at Jack and um, he just appears um, to have an intensity about him that you've never seen before. Um, but there's also kind of a furtiveness or an anxiousness about him. Um, so, and again, this is not a demeanor that you have seen before. Does Jack and notice that they're not, not reacting appropriately? Or is he even present? <laughs> Check your uh, Discord direct message. Jesse. Discord direct message. Look at that. Lynn will okay, cool. uh, look at Willie and say, what happened to your friend? <laughs> I don't know. What's what's he saying? I'm assuming uh, neither one of you speak Korean. No, Lynn doesn't speak Korean. Okay. She's heard it, but she doesn't speak. She can't understand him. I start um, yelling at them in in Korean um, and making hand motions like they need to get away and 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 hide. And is Jack trying to hide as well? Jack wants to make sure everyone's safe, including. A bunch of people that aren't actually there. Nice. Um, and so uh, Greg Lamont also seems puzzled uh, by what's going on. I was going to say, does, does he roll? Um, <laughs> do we? I don't know how much fun it is. Yeah, to, we don't want to kill Mark's character. Well, I mean, and I don't know how much fun it is to have his character have some experience. When he's not here yeah. to experience it, so um, I'm I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, Mark's character has a fifty-fifty chance of just drawing his sidearm and shooting me. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> like Lynn was tempted. I, I I think I know where this is going. <laughs> well, I don't know. So I'm just having fun at this point. So uh, Lynn takes. Is... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lynn, Lynn takes Willie. At when Jack starts yelling, and assuming there's not another eye on the other side of that orb, she kind of leads him around the the altar. Okay, are you? Uh, and who are you leading around the? Willie. Willie. All right. Willie, you going? Yeah, so I guess Willie and Greg. Okay. Yeah, as Check as Jack freaks out. Okay, this is going to be an interesting huddle. So I'll I'll do the best uh, Greg Lamont I can do while you guys uh, talk about this. Um, I'm not so much trying to confab. I'm trying to like if something in that eye broke Jack, I don't necessarily want to be in line of sight of it. Um, and I'm just 
seeing what Jack does. Okay. Jack has started like piling furniture in in front of the doorway. The door y'all came through? Yes. So you've closed those doors? I've I've closed the doors and I've started like piling things behind them. All right, now you now hear people and I are going to kill us. Now, now you hear people banging on the door. Uh, Lynn looks at uh, Willie and Greg, and we need we need to restrain him. This 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 is not how to behave in a place like this. This is and she will attempt anything I thought of. to restrain. <laughs> she's 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 like trying to get Craig and Willie to restrain Jack, okay. while she's kind of straightening the furniture and speaking very loud but very calmly in Vietnamese. Okay. Um. um to, the, so to the guards outside. Willie, are you going to try to go hands on here? Uh, yeah, I was. I was going to help. Get him. Get him yeah, right. And I assume Greg will do it as well. Uh, and as well, as they approach Jack, Jack um, looks on them at them like with horror and and cowers down and and starts yelling in very bad English, like "No shoot, no shoot." What's Willie's reaction to that? Uh, uh I. No, I'm gonna work. To, I I'm gonna I'm in on the restraining. I'm gonna work to restrain him. Okay. Uh, right, right. And so Greg jumps on as well. Does Jack Cooper try to physically resist being restrained at this point? No, he he starts crying and just repeating, "No shoot, no shoot, no shoot." Okay. Uh, so about this time, uh. The four of you realize they're still banging on the door outside, and they're kind of like kind of force the door uh, open. Um, you see the young woman returning now with an older, uh, older gentleman who. Uh, let's pick a name for. Him. Looks a little taken back initially as he uh, walks up. But um, pretty quickly, he gets gets back in you know game mode or whatever, and approaches and I I thought I was here to answer questions, but it seems like there may be a greater need for my services, also in English at this point in time. Anybody want to talk to him? Um, with Lynn. I mean, as a player, I kind of have some idea of what's at least what caused this reaction. Would Lynn have that same idea? Is that fair? Mm. Like Jack touched this thing, and then he's speaking Korean and freaking out. Um, um, you're going to have to tell me more of what you think is going on before I can really answer that. Uh, I think this altar broke Jack's mind. Um, 
I think that's a fair assumption at this point in time. I, I certainly think that's probably the the assumption you'd be acting on at this point. So yeah, and and Lynn has seen people break, right? Mm-hmm. Not so Might quickly. She, she enjoys it. Well, <laughs> she enjoys the it's the journey, not the destination. Mm -hmm. uh, so she'll say to the guy who enters, also in English, um, "Your altar broke this man's mind. Do you can you back him out of whatever this is?" He touched it. He touched the eye. I think you may have confused cause and effect in this circumstance. But I am a learned Kaudai, uh, and uh, I have some simple ability granted to me by God to ease the suffering of those around me. Let me see what I can do. And he approaches and gestures for Willie and Greg to basically kind of let go of uh, of Jack. I assume, are you guys going to do that? Yeah, I'll uh, release, but you know, stand, stand by, ready to jump right. back in if things go right. bad. Um, and so he squats down. Uh, you know, uh, Jack. I assume you're still like kind of on the floor. You know, quivering, powering. Yes. Yeah. I got. I got the vision. Like you know, arms in front of your face. Like you know, the, the don't hurt me, don't don't harm me kind of body yep. language. Yeah. So uh, he he squats down, and uh, he actually places his hands on your hands gently. Um, and then just gently pulls your hands down. Um, he's not forcing your hands down. He's just connected with your hands and he starts to bring your hands down. And for some reason, your body relaxes and, and it just seems like the most appropriate thing to do is let your hands go down. Um, and he murmurs something to you. You, you quite can't make, cannot, no one can make it out, um, and Jeff Cooper, you're in a temple in Penan Province, Vietnam, 1963, with these people you've been working with for the last, you know, three weeks or so. And there's this guy you've never met before, kind of squatted down in front of you with a very um, your know, warm, reassuring, you know, look on his face, but also a, a look of concern. Yeah. You must be the Kaodai elder. I am just a simple servant of Kaodai. I have been blessed in my years of service to be rewarded with some small insights and some small abilities to ease the suffering of those around me. I'm Si Kong Yok, C-H-U-O-C, if you were spelling that. 
Say that again. If you, if you wanted to write it down. Mm-hmm. More uh, what was Spring, it? Spring, P-R-I-I, Kong, C-O-N-G, Yok, E-H-U-O-C. I also should probably put that on I didn't. List. I still didn't catch that. Uh, we'll do it one more time. Uh, free. I don't know if it, my, ad, my, my audio is bad or put there as little. P-R-I. Okay. C-O-N-G. Okay. Uh, P-H-U-O-C. Okay. Uh, so... He's looking intently at you, uh, Jack, and he just remarked, so much uh, sorrow and so much guilt that you carry with you. Have you sought the assistance of God in ordering these things for you? Yes. That was a, okay. That was and, a rhetorical question. Uh, no, no, I know. And um, I did not find the answers I sought. What path have you followed? It It doesn't matter. Let's let's get back to business. I I apologize for any scene I might have made. Um, let's uh, let's talk about um, what we came here to talk about, um, guys. Lynn, mm-hmm. you'll notice that the the two guys that you passed on the way in have have forced their way through the door, um, and you guys catch that one of them has. Uh, uh, some form of walkie-talkie, for lack of a better term. And he turns away from y'all, and he's, he's clearly communicating. You can't make out exactly what he's saying. And uh, Tree, I'm just going to call him Tree, uh, says, well, yes, yes. Uh, but you look quite exhausted from this interlude that you've had. Um, would, you, would you like to be seated? And he points to kind of an area of seats away from the all seen eye. Um, and he gestures that y'all can sit there. And I, I will be happy to answer your questions about Jin uh, to the best of my ability, if that's what, what you truly came for. Lynn, you noticed Jack? he gave a, a look at you when you said if that's what you truly came for. Mm-hmm. Jack's going to be quiet for a while. I think Lynn takes a bait and she says, yes, let's, let's, let's talk of Jin. Well, In English I'm... or Vietnamese? 
uh, Vietnamese. Uh, and he uh, he looks at the rest of the group, and then he says in English, Helen, will your friends be able to follow her in conversation, or will you need to pause and interpret? Uh, and she'll say in Vietnamese, uh, perhaps we switch to English for their sake. Ah, uh, yes. I, I will apologize. At some point, I may need the assistance of this young woman, he points at Lynn, to make sure I fully uh, express a point. So, yes, my understanding is you're worried about Jen. And he again looks at you, uh, Jack Cooper. I felt many things that you should truly be worried about. Jen did not appear to be one of them, but, but please. Dealing with people's ignorances and their folklore is an important thing. It's an important first step to true understanding and third wave manifesting itself. Please, anyone. Not rhetorical. Anyone no, can I'm, ask questions? I'm, I'm note-taking. Okay, nice. I've got to finish typing <laughs> before I start speaking. My fears of running out of things to do uh, and having dead air are completely gone once again. So. Yeah, no worries. Um, Jack, did you have... I mean, you, you, you brought Jen up. Um, he did. If you if you have questions, I, I would like you to be able to ask them. Uh, Lynn is comfortable talking about them, but she might take it in a different direction. I don't think Lynn would say we're here to stop Jin, mm -hmm. like Jack did. Willie asks yeah. if. Uh, Go ahead, Willie. I want to. I'm, uh, I'm trying to get a question. I want to ask. Like I'm trying to piece together the connection between Lucas, the cow die militia, and the Jin. Mm -hmm. Like connection meaning, like did they fight, or mm -hmm. is there any knowledge of the conflict that maybe there's a conflict between them that that played out? I mean, you've 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 heard that there's Jin in the the mountain behind us. All right, is, is that, that question the... being directed at the at tree? That's who I was going to ask. Yeah, that's okay. who I am asking. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, and so he gets a kind of a dismissive smile. Ah, uh, yes, the spirit of the uh, black lady of the mountain. Uh, it's a tale that we all grew up on. Uh, it's a famous tale, but unfortunately, it's really just, again, it's a result of 
a time when the the brightness and the and the clarity of vision that the eye of God brings before that time it was much darkness and mystery and so people created stories and tales to help themselves un- try to understand the world around them and so Zen um, is kind of an embarrassing product of the time when the Vietnamese people were, were not so closely connected with God, when the wisdom of Tao Dai was not universally available and understandable. So we we came up with these primitive stories and the science spirit to the water and the trees, land of the mountains, because we didn't understand the all-knowing nature of God. Um, we acknowledge that spirits exist, but but Zen, the way they have been described by Vietnamese folklore, well, that's just it. They were they were stories made up by people who lacked in true understanding. Lynn takes a little umbrage and wishes that everyone here didn't speak Vietnamese, but she'll switch to <laughs> Vietnamese. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's that time. She bristles a little bit and switching to Vietnamese in the auspice that the Americans don't all speak it. Okay. Um, says my grandmother would disagree with you. I've seen the healing of not the jinn, but the the folklore, the the spirits, as as you call them, and the good they can do, the healing they can do. Is are are you going to color that in the bright shining colors of the one true God? All grace and all healing flow from the one true God. Again, the efforts in the past to understand are all, are noble. I I do not wish, and I apologize that I have clearly offended you. Um, I spoke too harshly. The the path of understanding is the path of Taodai, much like it was the path of Buddha, and much like Taoism and Confucianism are about Confucianism or about knowing, but they're incomplete paths. The understanding and beliefs of Cao Dai, we have unified the path. We have the true sight and gestures towards the big orb with the eye on it. We have true knowledge and understanding. So it, it is unfair of me to besmirch those who um, did not have the same benefit that I've had, but I am confident that all of these positive things flow from flow from the one God, and they flow more freely if you truly have the true vision and true understanding uh, of Chaudaism. I, I offer it's very rare that we have 
persons who were not born here, who actually arrive here for, for something other than tourism. But I would be willing to instruct all of you and uh, help make clear the mysteries and the, the path of Kaudaism. That's how strongly I believe in what we're doing. Um, Lynn stays in Vietnamese. And she says, the goodness and the power that flows through Khao Dai, these, these, these folk tales that our people have told, if, if that is all part of Khao Dai, um, not part of um, illusions that are clarified by Kaudai. I am willing to learn. Uh, Willie, you've noticed uh, that Tree has has definitely not actually answered anything about the mountain. Uh, he's he's steered the conversation into this more metaphysical, um, philosophic mm -hmm. uh, thing. So you, you've made that observation. Are you going to do anything with that observation that he's, he's avoided answering the question I believe you were asking him? Uh, I'm going to file that away for later. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, is Jack ready to re-engage and and ask anything of Tree? He doesn't really have any questions right now. He's kind of okay. wants to see where where this goes. Okay. Um, well, where it goes, I, I guess, in the context of this conversation at this location, um, he seems willing to talk about lofty, broad, religious, philosophic stuff with y'all, but you don't get the sense that he's, gonna, he's giving you anything concrete about the current situation in Tainan uh, or the mountain. You yeah. know, nobody, nobody's really. That's the context of the conversation at this point, and he seems perfectly happy to have that conversation. I just didn't know if there were other things that y'all were hoping to learn once you got here um, about, I mean, again, above table, the characters definitely get the sense that there's something about that all-seeing eye um, that's, mm -hmm. that's not quite right. So there's more potentially here than meets the eye, but whether you're going to get more uh, from, I, I, um, if you ask questions, he'll answer questions. He's as a 
handler, I'm going to tell you, he's not going to just vomit out additional information without some direction as to what you guys are looking for. Yeah. Uh, Lynn is receptive, and she wants to she wants to learn more about you know this this flowing of cow dye. Okay. Um, maybe to the distraction of what we actually came here to find out. Okay. Um, and do you? If you're not, if you're not sure how your character would word it, if you want to kind of go above table and just tell me as a player what Lynn's hoping to get. Well, she said that to him, right? Like, okay. if okay. if if there is, I mean, she saw what the eye did. If you know, Jin are an archaic way of talking about something that they understand more through part of their teachings than Lynn's at least willing to listen. Um, I think she would like to still talk a little bit about, you know, if, if we can get something out of them about the mountain, um, like Willie was alluding to with Lucas's whole deal. Uh, Looking at y'all's character sheets, it looks like all of y'all have humans. So all of you definitely get the sense that um, this guy is very polished, and you're getting the company answer, um, and you're getting... um, Uh, each of you get the sense that he's trying to to steer the conversation. Um, so, so I mean, I directly called out to Willie that Willie clearly understood that he's stuck in the subject of the mountain. Um, but, but all of you get the sense that um, he's giving you the company line on Jen, um, and he's he's. Um, not telling you everything. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's lied to you, um, but you definitely get the sense that he's not telling you everything. Uh, and he's he's steering the conversation the way he wants to steer the conversation. At this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not in a position to really like strong arm him here only um, with with only four of you right. probably not so which i don't brought think up the... platoon and south vietnamese marines with them then oh, maybe yeah, then they... we wouldn't be talking <laughs> or you might be talking on more advantageous terms who knows mm-hmm. so, um so J- jack finally regains his composure and 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 sort of interrupts and says, so what other relics beside the eye do you have here? I'm not sure I would call that a relic. It was created for 
the simplest part of the expression of all of the, the gifts of cow die and the many ways they manifest, the all-seeing eye that watches over us um, to ensure God's uh, beneficial gaze as, as we walk the path that he wants us to walk. So, um, you know, I know many other religions uh, prize their, their relics from the past, but we really have moved beyond worshiping those things in the past. Things that we have now, they're just here to help tell people the modern story of Kaudai and, and what our unified harmonic understanding, what that actually leads to and how it actually can be represented. You don't think he's lying about, like you don't get the sense that, oh, there's definitely a relic here. He, you know, he he fledged or he got a twitch when he said that. Um, well, and I think Lynn pushes back a little bit and says, "So your placement on the foot of this mountain is coincidental? The placement of this building, I guess." It's a beautiful mountain. It is popular. Um, who wouldn't want to bask in the natural beauty of God's creation? Um, the particulars of how this land was acquired are, are beyond me. I was very early in my uh, work with uh, Cow Dye, so I was not privy to all of all of the details so those archaic religions you scoff at put a lot of weight into the lore of the mountain maybe just one more divination of the path interesting point there's a little there's a little derision in her voice, but she she's not trying to piss this guy off. He picked up on it. He he mm -hmm. seems to be engaging the banter, uh, um, enjoying the banter, um, and he says, "Well, I've I've I could speculate on why we are here, as long as you understand it's it's just my humble speculation. It's not dogma of." Uh, our faith. I don't put a lot of stock in dogma. Well, think of it this way. To help people move from their old failed path onto their new successful path, might it be valuable to, to meet them where their old path ends so that it's easier for them to find the new path? Maybe we're here because, in fact, so many lead to that mountain thinking that it has the answer. And, and when they come away saddened and disheartened because they did not find the answer on the mountain, we're here as a beacon, as a shining light 
of truth and hope and understanding, a way for them to begin the true walk on the true path. You speak like an American. <laughs> Willie's about ready to punch him. <laughs> <laughs> it has solved so many problems in this game. So, uh, and he smiles. Uh, assuming that you actually said the thing about the American, he actually smiles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's okay with that. Um, anybody else want to push him on anything? Um, I guess Lynn says, but you see, and she, she'll, she's in English, but you see who I surround myself with, so perhaps that's not such a terrible thing. Indeed. Maybe you're walking a new path. I think she holds her tongue. Uh, he rises and he says, what a wonderful and remarkable and unexpected turn of events for my evening. But it seems we have reached a stopping point in our conversation. And I must prepare for my many tasks tomorrow. So um, we thank you for visiting. I again hope, and he turns to Jack Cooper, that I provided some small measure of peace. And uh, I encourage you to think carefully. You of all of these here may most need the benefit of our path. I hope when you're ready, you come back to us. I think we can ease your pain and give you great new enlightenment. And with that, he says that, you know, gestures and you notice that there's like four of the guys that look like they probably all serve at some point in time to, to kind of gather loitering around. And the young lady goes, ah, well, yes, Master Fjok is, is done now and he'll be retiring for the evening. And again, I would, under normal circumstances, I would give you a tour, but it is late. Our staff is tired, so we will escort you out and uh, wish you the very best. So they're ready for y'all to leave. We can always sneak back in tomorrow. There you go. Absolutely. Uh, so they walk out to the front gate. Um, you guys kind of catch as you're walking out, like the four guys walking out. You see maybe like eight or ten other, you know, shadowy figures, you know, and not shadowy figures like fiction cliche, people in the shadows. You can't really make them out. Um, but, but you got the sense that maybe uh, your presence was unwelcome enough that they, they got some help just in case it was a problem. Um, nobody's, no, see no weapons, nobody's making any threats. It's just, you get the sense that there's some numbers here in case there's a problem. Um, and they 
escort you out to the front gate, open the front gate. You know, wish you a good evening. One of them says in Vietnamese, the, the gate's much easier than climbing the wall. Um, and they screw you out and they shut the gate. You guys gonna go back to the vehicle? What are you gonna do? I think the vehicle's the way to go. Yeah, you don't want to walk to the mountain from here. Frustration, non-verbally. Okay. Okay. I'm down for that. Yeah. Because it's it's late, right? Like, it's dark. It it, it was, you guys waited till dark to do this. So I'm guessing, I don't know exactly where the night you guys decided to do it, but I'm going to say it's probably... Yeah, but it's late. Let's say it's midnight. Yeah. You know, just for, for sake of argument. You guys get back to the vehicle. Um, as soon as you get in the vehicle, it's very obvious that your vehicle has been searched. <laughs> but it does not appear that anything is missing. Someone needs to guard the horses. Um. <laughs> uh, and uh, Lynn and Willie, based on your professional experience, um, this was the um, let's search the vehicle and make sure mm-hmm. that they know we searched the vehicle. Like it's just it's like over the top silly. Like they all your packs were opened and like stuff dumped out and. You know, um, you know, like the glove box is still open, and and just you know, clearly send a message, but it does not appear that anything is missing. Lynn almost suggested taking a roundabout way to the vehicle, like, oh, maybe they won't know. So I'm glad we didn't waste that time. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you guys want to? What what impact, if any, does it have on you to know that they that they searched your vehicle and they want you to know? Well, although let me back up, whoever searched your vehicle wanted you to know that your vehicle had been searched. I mean, yeah, I'm going to assume it was them and not. I think it's a fair assumption that yeah. it was. Uh, the people from the Kaudai temple that did that. It wasn't the the mountain demon. Yeah, why would a mountain demon really need to search a vehicle? <laughs> pretty pretty. It already knows while we're there. Why we're there? Exactly. So, uh, okay. Uh, See so you guys. You guys so they know we're armed, right? Yeah. We're just fine. Okay. Uh, we. Probably don't necessarily want to go up on the mountain at night, but maybe we get close. Okay. Jack Cooper, any thoughts? Uh, he's just waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> so he's he's gonna sort of follow along and be be ready for anything. As a member of the team, as to how you guys play this, whether you want to go up on the mountain in the middle of the night or find a place to hunker down. 
need a rest up. Yeah, how far were we, did it take us to get there in the first place? I think in the vehicle it's going to take you at night. I'm going to say an hour. That could be a gross exaggeration. Um, it could be like 15 minutes, but I don't get the sense that it's that far away. For for my purposes in the game, it's within an hour's drive of the mountain, even at night. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking about heading back to Saigon. I think that's I mean, a few hours, though. Yeah, yeah at night in 1963, I um, number one, not entirely sure how safe that would be uh, in 1963. Um, like, it's not suicidal. But there's a fair possibility that you could uh, that the Viet Cong could have a roadblock set up, and you guys mm -hmm. could drive into that, which would be a different way for the game to end. But um, you know, or a completely different direction for the game to go. Mm -hmm. So try to try to figure out what a Vietnamese uh, or a Viet Cong POW camp has to do with the unnatural. Uh, so let me look on our doc. I'm trying to remember if I put the if the map ended up in the doc or if it was in. Yeah. I just think looking for some place safe to haul up. Yeah. Well, if we're not far from the city, let's go back to the city. But probably not the case. For some reason, I want to say uh, it was only about a hundred kilometers from Saigon to the mountain. But I could be making that up. But I feel like that's about the right, the right distance. So, I mean, you can go back to the city if you want. I, I, that's not a deal breaker for me. Um, I mean, there's there's an, another. I'm thought Jack Cooper was going to have an alternative suggestion. So, uh, I, I may have. Uh, Scared Jack Cooper into his shell at this point. So, <laughs> yeah, Jack Cooper's not sure. Does it want to spend the night in a cold pup tent? He's not thrilled about the idea. He'd rather spend it like in the in the car if we're going to spend the night here. But that was my idea. I thought we were just going to sleep in the car. Is it and I guess if it's only a hundred kilometers away, we could get back. Yeah. If you guys want to go back to the city, it's a couple fine. hours. Yeah. This, this went a little bit differently than I thought it was going to go. So uh, I don't have a problem with y'all going back to the city. So. I don't know. I like the tension of us being close, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just throw out ideas. Let's 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 push on. I mean, as a Buddhist, Jack Cooper. I guess it really isn't. That's really not that far. Is there? We could ask for shelter at the Buddhist temple. You could ask for shelter at the Buddhist <laughs> temple. <laughs> you know what? Let's do that. You guys cool with that? Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Willie, are you cool with that? 
Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. I, just, yeah. I mean, the last time you were abused Buddhist temple, you got the zap put on your head. So, uh, mm. yeah. So I didn't know if you had any lingering regrets about that. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. All right. So you make your way to the. I think we said it was the Baden Temple. Is that correct? Jesse? I think it has another name because Baden is the name of the mountain. Uh, we called it the Baden Pagoda, but it is possible that I just did that because that's the other name for the it's, mountain. It's good enough. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. All right. So you guys make your way to the Baden Pagoda. And uh, it's, it's partway up the mountain. Um, you guys actually on the way there. Oh, it's clo- it is closer to the mountain. Yeah, so the, the pagoda is basically, quote unquote, mm-hmm. on the yeah, mountain. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. Just, yeah. yeah, it's just not on the very top of the mountain, but it's definitely yeah. on the mountain. So um, I had it flip flopped so, in my mind. Yeah, on the way there, you guys actually run into a checkpoint. Oh, God. So as you're. You're coming yeah, up, you can bit. definitely see. <laughs> uh, so you can you can make out as you pull up. Um, they're, they're definitely armed men. Um, they appear to be in some uniform. It doesn't look like Arvid. Um, Even better. Uh, are you guys like you can hear? Uh, Greg Lamont's not driving this time because y'all don't let him drive anymore. Um, <laughs> so you hear him like switch the safety off on his M14 uh, uh, in the back. Uh, anybody else doing anything weapon-wise as uh, you see a couple armed guys approaching the vehicle? I sort of say, keep them down. Um, okay. And I'll I'll... Roll down the window and say, you know, in Vietnamese, hi, uh, how can we help you? And uh, the lead guy that gets up to the car, um, the first thing you notice, uh, I think it's in Discord chat. This is the downside of switching where I give you guys information. In the Discord chat, I thought I posted a. Ah, uh, yeah, way back I posted a uh, insignia of the Kaodai militia. This guy's it, so it's like a it's like a mm-hmm. shield with a mm-hmm. sword and a, a mop sword. and a sword. Mop and a sword. Yeah, I was being nice calling it a sword. I don't know what it is. Um, oh yeah, probably is. Like you could make out that patch as you see the guy walking up in the headlights, and he gets up, and you roll and the window the down. That's the eye patch. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's good. Um. So, like, as soon as you, like you say, how can I help you? The guy doesn't even respond. He just looks, like, looks in the car, 
And then he turns around and he waves the guys to like, the, you know, move the barricade. And he says, proceed. And they wave you right through. Okay. That's only a little weird. Jesus Christ. That, that. <laughs> That's unsettling. What? Say what? Um, I, guys... I, Lynn looks at Jack like... Like, she looks, like, closely. Like, if she had a cell phone, she'd turn the light on. Are you marked? <laughs> Did they, they, uh, didn't, they, they didn't call ahead. They didn't know where we were going. They, they might have. But either way, they let us go, so. Uh, you make your way to the Pagoda, the rest of the the drive up the mountain road to the pagoda is uneventful. Uh, and you arrive at the pagoda. They're a little surprised for when people arrive this time of evening. And you get the sense that the first person you encounter, the fairly lowly um, you know, monk in training initiative, whatever their name might be, um, doesn't seem super excited about like receiving guests this time of night. They, Kind of, kind of try to shoot you off a little bit, you know. They, oh, um, my my tours, friend. Tourists great. are only welcome, you know, trying to give you the our normal business hours. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, no, no, we're not tourists. Um, Wally World is and, closed, and, and uh, my friend Greg Lamont is going to make a a large donation to to cover this. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming that more importantly, you probably say enough for him to understand that you're a practicing Buddhist. And yes, and I, I probably are... dropped some names of, of you know, well-known uh, Buddhists in the area. And I'm going to say in my game world, even if this is not true in real life, in my game world, one of the principles of Buddhism in 1963 Vietnam is that you must always, you know, receive a Buddhist traveler, particularly when they're weary and they need shelter. And so they're, they're kind of obligated to take you in once you say the right words at that point in time. Um, they look terribly not happy about extending that courtesy to your mm -hmm. uh, friends that don't necessarily appear to be Buddhist. Um, is Lynn's crucifix still Secret it's still tucked away. Yeah. Okay. All right. Although uh, maybe she has an eye painted on her forehead at this point. <laughs> I mean, I'm, Not I'm like, you know all, all we need is a is a dry room, and um, we'll be out of your hair in the morning. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, we will make the accommodations. I'm I'm sure uh, that our abbot will will be curious to speak with you in the morning. Of course. I'm at your abbot's disposal. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to fade to black here unless somebody has something exciting to do or something they're curious about before we... We can, we can chat after we fade to black, but I think this is a good, a good place to stop. I think so. Um, yeah. as, as we're being led to our room, Jack's going to ask, how... how... How is the pagoda's uh, relationship with the Kaodai? That is a great question. 
Um, he, the, the, the initiate who's you know, been leading you, assigned to take you there, um, looks taken aback when you ask that question, um, looks really uncomfortable and says, uh, the, uh, that is for the abbot to address. I, I would not be so bold as to, uh, to render an opinion on that. Uh, okay. But he looks um, pretty, with your mention of the cow die, fearful? I'm gonna go with fearful. Yeah. Okay. That's what Jack was afraid of. Um, so when we get to the room, Jack's gonna say, "I'll I'll take first watch." Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, do you think they would let Greg bring his M14 with him into the room, or do you think that would probably have to stay in the car? That stays in the car. It's a Buddhist pagoda, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Jack yeah, we, wouldn't let him bring it in. <laughs> only okay. M60s. That's nice. that's the only thing that goes into Buddhist pagodas. Okay. Uh, all right, anybody else have a, a question? Quick question they want to ask or an observation before we fade to one? Nope, all good. No, I think okay. Good. Good place. To all right. Start. So, yep. So we will fade to black there. Um, all right. Uh, I didn't kill any of you. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> so is next. We also didn't kill each other. Uh, yeah. That that in fact is currently a true statement. So uh, <laughs> I, I can just see see Rex like Jack's not taking a, a firearm. Well, I guess that that rules out Jack gunning down the rest of the team. We'll get bayoneted in our sleep. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so I'm not going to give everything away. All I'm going to say is um, that 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 thing with Jack has been a potential the entire game, and this was just the moment that it seemed appropriate for that potential to manifest. So I like it. Yep, yeah, that worked pretty well. Uh, so you're on the mountain. Uh, the Kaodai Temple did not give you straight answers about what the relationship is with the mountain, what might actually be up here. Um, but apparently you made a positive impression that the Kaodai militia that appears to be guarding the mountain had no problem letting you through. Yeah. That's not... That couldn't be bad, control. could it? It's just no. coincidence. Coincidence. <laughs> we only believe in coincidences in this only, case. We only believe in coincidence. Uh, Lynn has okay. that that dusty copy of How to Win Friends and Influence People tucked into her back pocket. So no nice. surprise. Okay. Uh, other questions before we actually end the session for the evening? Always happy to debrief and or talk about what you guys think might happen in the next session or what you're hoping is going to happen in the next session? Or... I'm hoping we get some answers next session. <laughs> what questions <laughs> that's, do you want that's, answered? That's a, that's a great question. And Any how dare you deflect? 
Um, uh, that's something I think. That's something for us to think about, though, right? Yeah. What are we here to find out? Yeah, I do think that's a a a great question to ask. Um, you know, again, I sit here. We did not ask the cow die about our um, journalist, did we? No. <laughs> nope. Did it? Um, oh well. Uh, Lynn was going to, and then she got distracted when Jack freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> that checks out. Done. Uh, Willie, any like meta questions, above table questions? Uh, let me make sure I understand how these facts light up. Questions? Uh, I'll probably have some before next session, but uh, right okay. now, no, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, we don't. I don't think we've got a next session actually scheduled, do we? Nope. I think this was the end of the doodle. So. Um. I will get a doodle out in the next couple of days with some dates and we will keep on keeping on until cool. you guys go crazy. You guys die. You guys help the DMS, uh, create a more stable regime, uh, yeah. lead to an alternative, uh, Vietnam war and Vietnam war outcome. So who knows? I like it. It happened. All right, boys. Uh, I'm going to have Craig Lee. Let's make sure that really happens. Maybe I need to not put There. This is always the best part of the show. Right here. What am I doing wrong? I think the top one is correct. It's not going to work in our 18xx game. <laughs> Other than possibly